Well, as uh, Kurt said, uh, my name is Jason Kefs. I um, just a little background of myself. Um, I grew up in this area and uh, went to college in four different colleges in the state. Um, just kind of bounced around, but eventually uh, became a teacher. Uh, and currently, uh, I got my first job at Auburn High School teaching there. Um, and I've been teaching there. This is my 21st year of teaching there. Um, I've been the head of the math department there for, I don't know, six, seven, eight years, something like that. And so um, one of the things that I'm just being asked to talk about technology and stuff tonight, um, a lot of things kind of cross my mind about how this kind of goes. And so um, mainly just kind of what I see in the classroom uh, and just kind of what's out there. Uh, and so I was talking, okay, to myself a little bit about like what, what with technologies and kids does everybody kind of need to see? And so first and foremost, obviously, the, the phone use came up in, in my mind the most. Um, phones are, as you guys know, because um, most of us have them. I, I even have an imprint on most of my pants from where there's a cell phone um, from just having it there all the time. It's really easy to get to. Um, but I've, a lot of us have advantages to that um, in the sense that we grew up in a, an era, a lot of us grew up in an era where we didn't have technology available to us. Um, I still remember having the, the corded phone that you tried to drag around the corner um, and then close a door into a closet or something to try and get some privacy which then, of course, everybody knew exactly where you were. Um, and pretty much that, that closet door wasn't going to create any kind of um, serious uh, privacy at all. And so um, now I have um, a 16-year-old daughter, I have a 14-year-old daughter, and a 7-year-old son, um, all of whom use cell phones. Um, I, my son uses mine, um, but it is a daily, Dad, can I have the phone? Dad, can I have the phone? Um, and so really just what am I seeing in the classroom? And um, because obviously not everybody that is not a teacher gets to see into that classroom of what it's doing. Um, you assume that there's good things going on there, and um, there is. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Um, but there's some couple things. Uh, let's see here. Let me get this clicker thing working here. Um, there we go. So really the kind of what I wanted to talk about is just basically this. Um, how are the phones impacting in the classroom? And you hear a lot of things that are out there on that. Um, and then so this is a, a teacher that I teach with and myself have been kind of developing this idea of the ABCs of addiction, what that looks like, um, and then specifically with cell phones. And I'll kind of talk just briefly about that. Ultimately, that's probably the thing that I want you guys to kind of get the most out of is that ABC and then how to use that. And I'll kind of get to that. And then, of course, just t um, tapping on some concrete solutions of what we could do, things that we could actually do as, as parents or grandparents to kind of help our kids through that. And then just kind of wrap up with some of those big ideas at the end of that thing. Um, so how are they impacting the classroom? Um, the in-class behavior, um, even today I dealt with a, a girl in my classroom who... Um, had an earbud in, and that tends to be kind of a big thing. Uh, you walk down the hallways and there's always earbuds in. Um, not a whole lot of social interaction between kids because they don't have to. They can just, uh, it's almost like a, a sign that you put up that says, I don't really want to talk to anybody right now. So they just put up earbuds and then everybody just leaves them alone as they walk down the hallway and they don't have to have those interactions. Um, and so I had, was talking with her, and she had her earbud, and I said, you need to take it out. I don't allow them in my classroom at all. And so she took it out and gave me the 14-year-old um, uh, girl eye roll. If any of you have seen that, if you have, 
Um, some of you probably remember giving that to your mom. Uh, <laughs> when she <sighs> um, and so I said, well, that's not a biggie. And so I went on, and it was 30, less than 30 seconds later. She, of course, leaned over to the side and had it back in. And I said, you've got to take that out. I'll give you one last chance. You know, otherwise, they're coming to their mind. And she said, what's the big deal? I'm doing my work, and this is boring anyways. And I said, yes, and this is, this is one of the things that we talk about quite often, um, is that um, in front of our classes, I even start a lot of my classes and say, the phones need to be away because everything on there is 10 to 15 to 20 times more exciting than what I'm going to present to you. There's nothing that I can compete with on that. And I'm actually a pretty funny teacher. Well, at least I think so. Um, and so... <laughs> Oddly enough, um, they don't laugh at every one of my jokes, and, and when they don't, I usually respond with something like, if you guys get smarter, I'll get funnier. Um, and then they still don't laugh, which is odd. Um, so, um, but I, we really can't. As teachers, we can't compete with what's on the phone, and, and that's kind of what I'll, I'll, I'll talk about with that ABCs thing. Um, sleep's a huge thing, and this has happened even impacting my own uh, family and kind of learning the, the uh, things that we had to do as parents um, with the cell phone use. Um, it is the thing that I was surprised by, not, not really surprised, but um, what I see, and, and it is kind of alarming, is the times at which kids are communicating on phones is really um, amazing. Uh, they, not only just the amount of communication that they have, and with the amount of people that they have, but the times that they're doing it. Um, oftentimes, um, I found on my own kids' phones, uh, looking at them, which we have them in our room at, I'll talk about that, at 9 o'clock at night, they're in our room. Um, but I'll pick it up in the morning, and there will be Snapchats all the way until 2 o'clock in the morning um, from all of these people. And so it's a very interesting, um, if they don't have those boundaries, um, it's very easy for kids to just get swamped. Um, and then they show up to class, and what we see in the classroom is just a lot of tired kids. Um, and they're exhausted, and their brain is not functioning at a really uh, high level with that. Um, and then the social, or classwork, obviously, just, that just suffers anyways, just because um, even now, and if, and if you don't know this stuff, it's actually a good tool in its right place. Um, but if you've heard of an app called Photomath, anybody heard of that? If you haven't, your kids probably have if they're in any kind of a, a math class. But basically, you just put it on your phone, and you can ho hover it over any math problem out of your book. And it not only solves it as an answer, but it'll give step-by-step -step instructions. So any kid could go through their entire assignment and just hold it over, and it will solve it, and they just copy everything down, not knowing what they're doing, but it looks all good. Um, and so a lot of kids will use things like that to try and cheat basically. And then, of course, they get to the test, don't know what they're doing, and they, um, as a lot of my students claim, uh, I have test anxiety. And I, I say, uh, or poor test preparation, one of the two. And there is test anxiety out there. I've seen it once or twice in my 21 years, but the ultimate thing is usually just bad preparation, and it has to do with a lot of their um, distractions on the technology. Um, and then, of course, the social interactions is a huge one. Um, most of what the kids uh, experience in the classroom, um, or in the hallways, I should say, 
starts in the classroom. It really does. Um, they'll get secret little text messages to each other, and they often are things of, did you hear what so-and-so said about this? And it blows up. And it has happened almost on, um, I teach a rough group of kids uh, in Auburn High School, and um, those things usually um, happen really relatively quickly, and it's almost on a daily basis. Um, and it tends to be a lot of competition between kids. Things that probably kids used to think but now they say, um, because there's some safety to that. So that's just kind of a scary thing on the social interaction side of things. Um, all right, so the ABCs is what I kind of um, alluded to on this. Um, first of all, just a little quiz thing on here. Everybody know what this one is, right? Okay, Instagram, that's just a big one because you get to post all sorts of stuff, stories and all sorts of things on you. And then this one obviously is Snapchat, that's good, so Snapchat. Um, and I'll talk about the big one on that one, why Snapchat is so addictive. Um, and this one down here, ah, see, Fortnite, yeah. See, the thing is, is we've heard all about Fortnite. A lot of people have heard about Fortnite. Um, it's just a lot of us <laughs> adults are like, I don't know, something the kids are playing. I don't know, it's super addictive. It's not good for uh, classrooms, but I, and most people have never seen it. It's very colorful and very um, fascinating. Um, and then, of course, this is something uh, I actually just dealt with yesterday. Um, kids having multiple phones, um, which is the things. Uh, they'll have all sorts of phones. Uh, there's internet access, so they don't even have to actually have a phone. So they could have their own phone, and you could say, well, I'm going to take the phone, and oftentimes they'll get from a friend or from somebody else an old non-working phone that once you hook it up to Wi-Fi, you have access to Snapchat and Instagram and all those things like that. And even if they don't have that, um, you take a phone and they, uh, they'll grab another kid's phone and log into their own uh, stuff from there and use it throughout the day. So I'll talk to parents all the time who say, I have their phone in hand, I've taken it away. And I said, funny, because I took their phone away in class today. And they said, well, that's not theirs. So well, I can't, so there's a lot of that stuff going on. So the ABCs, just kind of real quickly on this thing. Um, everything that we've kind of boiled down to as the uh, addictions, and especially cell phone addictions, so we kind of put it into these things. Um, and basically, it starts with that autonomy. Um, these companies know uh, that it is really important for these kids to have a choice. They want them to choose things. And if they don't get to choose, if they just get to do, it's not that fun. So they want to have choice, which is why things like um, Snapchat and Instagram and even Fortnite, those things, you get to go on and choose all sorts of things about how you want to present yourself. So it is choice, your choice, your choice, your choice, a bunch again, over and over again. Um, and then uh, with that, uh, the, the belonging is the second thing in that, basically. So if you have a lot of choice of how you want to progress, um, the second piece is that belonging in the sense that you feel like you're part of something bigger. You feel like you're part of this other thing going on, and um, it makes you feel good because I know all these other people that are doing the exact same thing that I'm doing, and that's, that's really kind of cool. And of course, this third one, which is a piece that is kind of missed in a lot of things that um, adults kind of do, is this competency piece, which is um, all those things, the Instagram, the Snapchat, Fortnite, they all give instant feedback to the kids as to how well they are doing. Um, and then if they don't do well enough, it gives them some opportunities to do better next time. Um, in the sense of like Snapchat, uh, you could put something out there and, and if anybody knows what streaking is, 
I love that when the kids say that, they're like, yeah, I, I, there's all these streaks. And, I, and the first thing in my head, I'm like, what? Oh, wait, sorry, no. Um, so <laughs> there streaks, does, just a show of hand, how many people know what streaks are? Okay, so streaks are basically that piece of addiction, which is really a huge thing, which is um, as long as you take a picture and send it to your friend, you've created a streak with that person. Then they send it back, and that streak goes on. And it records how many days in a row you have done this. And as it goes further, it gives you cute, cute little icons that they're your favorite person or you're on a fire with that person, and it keeps going. And so these kids can get 180, 200, 360, 400 days of streaks. And what happens is, is they have to get to their phone because after you've done something for 300 days, you're not going to let it drop on the 301st day. And so it becomes this emotional connection to, I have to have that, I can't let it go, which is that belonging and then the competence piece, which is, um, I feel good because the second I do all those streaks, guess what comes back to me? A bunch of people sending the streaks back to me and I feel good about it. I feel good about what I just did. In Fortnite with the guys, they're not as big as the streaks, although they do like the girls and they want to keep on having them, you know, send those things back to them. But with the Fortnite, it immediately tells you, you placed 14th out of 100. Um, it tells you, and then you go, you got to try and get better the next time. And so there's this constant loop of, I get to choose, I get to belong to a bigger group, and then I feel good because it tells me exactly how well I do with that. And so, okay, so we understand addiction a little bit with this stuff. So what the heck do we do about it? And, and so um, just kind of, I want to give you guys just like two minutes. It's not even that long. Just two minutes to kind of just at your table really quickly. Um, think of something that you know you love and do. And it doesn't have to be on a phone or computer or anything like that. It doesn't have to be a, an addiction of sorts. But something you love to do. And just think really quickly. Does it have those three things to it? In other words... Does it have autonomy? Do you get to choose how you do it? Do you feel like you belong? And do you feel, have a sense somehow of getting competence um, from that? So just really quickly, about a minute. So these next ones, I'm just going to blow through really fast because I could ramble on and on and on. This is a problem. It's almost, I was saying it as a teacher, it's almost bad to put me up first. Almost as bad as putting a preacher up here, right? Because they'll just keep going on and on. So... Um, so the big things that I kind of want you to do basically, and I'll just kind of zip through this because there are going to be, be some other people kind of wrapping this stuff up, um, which is um, understanding your role as a, as a parent, as a grandparent or something like that. And really, um, the way that I see it, and I'll kind of have this uh, thing through here um, a lot, is that relationship piece with the person is so huge. Um, and really, through that relationship, um, being able to... Um, like on the second one, how to, how to use those ABCs. In other words, to, to create things around your house, to create activities around your house that really tap into that ABC. In other words, how do you allow your kid to choose between things? Give them some options. Not all the time, but when you want them to do things um, and to get away from the computer, to get away from the Xbox, to get away from the cell phone, make sure you give them an opportunity to choose how they want to progress with that activity. So, we're, hey, we're going to go on to this, but you get to choose where I sit, where you sit. You get to choose what color cups each person gets. You get to choose what we're 
you know, those types of things. Give them some choices in that. And then again, that sense of belonging that um, for our family, it's been really huge to always, um, we just use the term team caps all the time. There's been a few, we learned that from other things. But it's a lot of team caps type things because that's just our team. And you're part of our team and this is what we do. And so it's like, okay, team caps, here we go. Um, and that has helped them to kind of see that there's a bigger a piece um, that they need to be part of something bigger than themselves. Um, and then, of course, that competency piece is really just on you as an adult to make sure that you complement and are doing all those things of like, yes, that was awesome. You did a great job. Remember when we did this other thing? It was so much fun. And, and to really tap into that addiction of them, but to, to rather be addicted to the family things, the positive things that you have. And so to really consciously, instead of just creating an activity, um, or like, let's go do this, really kind of think about those, those things to get them away from the technology. Um, you can't do it all the time, but anyways, um, some of those things. So, and then um, just understand how to implement a contract. That's just kind of one of those things. Um, you could look it up on the internet in a lot of different ways, talk to people, but I would really highly suggest um, having a, a written contract that, that as your kids or grandkids, whoever get um, technology, specifically the phone, that there are some contracts specific to here's the expectations of when you are to use it, how you are to use it, and here's what happens if it does not work that way. Um, it's very important for them to see a clear understanding of that. Um, and then to understand um, some of the current technologies, which there will be some um, talking about that, there's one that I use, which is called Our Pact. There's a bunch of different things that will actually block um, cell phone use, certain things in the cell phone use, and it has really a help, been a helpful tool for us um, in, in doing all um, some of those things. This little thing, by the way, just so you know, there's actually two different titles that could go with this, if you can see this, this person's digging out of jail anyways. One of them is... Um, uh, a, you know, no plan really at all is kind of a crappy plan. <laughs> or, or slightly deeper on this is um, the person who says, yeah, I don't really have a plan B. In fact, I number my plans. Um, yeah, so, okay. There we go. I know, I try. I really try. <laughs> all right. Um, so just kind of the wrap, um, wrap this stuff up. Um, whoops, let me go back there. Um, basically this, some big, big ideas and things, which there's not a lot in 15 minutes, and I'd love, or 20 minutes now, um, that, that I could talk about this stuff. But really the big thing is that I've found time and time again is um, when you want someone to put the phone down and kind of um, unplug from that or any technology, it really is about the relationship. Um, you've got to build that relationship with the person constantly. And unfortunately, that is an exhausting part as a parent slash grandparent slash anything where you are dealing with um, kids and teenagers. It's exhausting. Um, but I will tell you, it is 100% worth it every single time. Uh, the world that they are growing up in is, is very precious. Um, and like I was telling the, you guys, the, um, the pressures on them to constantly be available to all of their friends all of the time I think it really is important for when I was uh, put up there, the um, knowing your role is basically, the role is not to, to be a policeman of the technology. It really is to be kind of a teacher of how to use it. Um, and our, our boundaries were set up, for me anyways, um, fairly well uh, early on, just because you didn't have access after the sun went down and you were home. I, there was not a lot of access to your friends. So really it is kind of just trying to teach them constantly um, how to use the technology, how to use it appropriately, when to put it down, and 
and ultimately um, to help them to understand that uh, it, they can have healthy boundaries that people should respect, and they actually will eventually end up respecting that more if they can't get in touch with them all the time. Um, so this is a thing that I got a long time ago as a parenting class, so just it's helped me a lot to just know. Um, don't try and be a great parent. Just be a good one. Um, and in trying to just be a good one, you'll end up being a great one. Um, and then um, the boundaries, like I said, that's just a huge one. So.